So we're holding by Malach Malif, who had Perak Yud Aleph, Pasek Yud Beis, the Shiva started as a Shosli Linishmas, Echaskal Shraga, Ben Avram Yehuda, which should also be a Shosli Linishmas, Bechil Mach Ben Asham, Moish Ben Daniel, Chemelaz Ben Shem Shanarye, and Esther Terobas Echaskal, as well as a Shos for Fushlema, Chaim Moish Yeshua Ben Malka, Tinak Ben Chaya, and Chaim Dov Ben Minarachel. So we saw previously that Shlama Melech is found wanting and lacking of living up to the standards of David Melech. And the Pasuk, or the Perak, previously um, considers the Averis of Shlomo's wife so severe that the Pesukim attribute their Averis of worshipping Avedazara and building Bamais to Shlomo HaMelech himself for his failure to protest their actions. So we saw it last time in Pasuk Aleph that Hashem sends Achi Ashiloini to tell Shlomo that because he did not follow the commandments of Hashem and he allowed this abomination to go on, the Malchus is going to be torn away from him and given to someone else. Pasuk Yudbeis Achia continues and limits the punishment. He says, In your days I will not do this, meaning I will not tear away the Malchus from you, Shlaim HaMelech, in your days while you're still alive. In the merit of your father David. However, in the days of your son, Rechavam, who will succeed you in his days, I will tear away the Malchus. And even when I tear away the Malchus, I won't tear away everything. Rechavim is not going to lose everything. Shevet echad etein livnecha, I will still keep one shevet loyal to your son, Laman David Avdi, for the sake of David, my servant, Laman Yushalayim HaShavacharti, and for the sake of Yushalayim, which I have chosen. Now, before we go into these psukim in detail, one the one question that does seem to stick out is that if, for those of you familiar, there were really two shvatim that remained loyal to Rechavim, Binyamin and Yehuda. And the Pasuk here seems to say that only one Shevet would remain loyal. Now, the Pesukim don't count Shevet Levi, although Shevet Levi does remain loyal. They are the Kahanim, they are the Levim, uh, who serve in the base of Igdash. They were also loyal to Rechavim and to Machas based David, but that's because Levi ta- generally is not counted as one of the 12 Shvatim. Um, and they did not have a Chelek in Eretz Yisrael. He, the Radak explains that the reason why, although there's Yehuda and Binyamin, why it's considered one Shevet is because Yerushalayim was partially in Shevet Binyamin and partially in Shevet Yehuda. They both, their chilek, both the chilek of both extended into the Beis Hamikdash. Um, the split actually happens in the Azara, if you've ever seen where the, the Mizbeach, the shape of the Mizbeach follows the chilek of Binyamin, where Binyamin and Yehuda um, um, are divided is right where the Mizbeach, and that's why the shape of the Mizbeach curves around the side to represent the chilek of Binyamin. Um, so therefore, it's considered one, she- one shevet. Uh, also, the Redak says that in a certain sense, Yehuda was a given that he would remain loyal because Rechavim and Shlomai are from shevet Yehuda. So of course, Yehuda is going to remain loyal. It means one of the other shvatim would remain loyal, namely shevet Binyamin. Now, the Barbanel says that Shlomai's hate was that he was indifferent to the Averis of his wives. But notwithstanding his own Averas, he was still considered a worthy son of David, meaning he, he didn't live up to David's standard, but he wasn't that far off. And therefore, says the Abarbanel, the punishment would be delayed until his son Rechavam, who the Abarbanel holds, he actually worshipped Avaidazar like his Amoini mother, and therefore it was Roy that the punishment should come true in Rechavam's days. So what you see from here, that although Shlomo may have sinned by having too many horses, too many wives, and too much money, but it didn't change the essence of his nature. He was still a tzaddik who happened to have made a few mistakes, not chas v'sholem, that he was a rasho, happened to do a few good things.
So the Navi tells Shlaimai that the Malchus is not going to be torn in his days because Leman David Avdi, for the sake of my uh, servant David. So the Schus of David helped Shlaimai in two ways. First of all, it prevented the break, it prevented the rebellion from occurring during Shlaimai's lifetime, and also it prevented Malchus David from completely losing power, says the Ralbach. They still maintained their control over two Shvatim, also Bishchus David. Then Hashem says, What does that mean? So the Ralbag explains, Since Hashem chose Yerushalayim as the Makam of the Beis Hamikdash, so he wanted it to be ruled by a Melech from David's lineage, because they were the only people capable of devoting themselves, believe of Sholem, to the city and to the Beis Hamikdash, because it was their ancestors who worked so hard to get it. Since David and Shlomi had put in the effort, so the only one who could truly appreciate the Makam HaMikdash and could appreciate Yerushalayim would be their descendants because it was sort of their family's mission and their family's responsibility to continue to maintain that which their ancestors had started. The Malbim says the reason why the curse was delayed till Rechavim was just very simply, Hashem had given a promise to David that his son would rule after him and that was an unconditional promise, believe tonight, without any sort of condition. So therefore, it could not be taken away from Shlomo because it was a haftacha, a promise by Hashem for good, and a promise by Hashem for good cannot be undone. However, when Hashem appears to Shlomo and tells him that his children will rule after him, that was given uh, based on a tonight. It says, Hashem says, Im yishmeru brisi, that the only way your children will merit to follow in your place is if they keep my bris, and since he failed to keep the bris, so therefore he lost, he failed the condition, and therefore he lost that haftacha, and therefore it was right to be torn, not in Shlaima's days, but in the days of his descendants. We'll be visiting, those of us in Shul, we'll be visiting the kever of the Maral um, this week, and so the Maral, I want to bring down a shot for the Maral, who writes in Netzach Yisrael, this is based on Kabbalah, and that is that in this world, this world was not roi for Klai Yisrael to be ba'achdos. Only at certain times, for example, during David's days, when there was some me'ein dogma shalmelech ha-Mashiach, he says, was some aspect, some amashas of Mashiach. And therefore, during David's days, the Klai Yisrael was together. Similarly, when Shlomo builds the base of Migdash, so in the beginning of his malchus, because he built the base of Migdash, it was roi for Klai Yisrael to be together. But in subsequent years, because we're in Oilam Hazet, it's a world where there's fighting, it's a world of separation, so it wasn't raw for the Malchus to be to be together. And that's why it was sort of preordained that the Malchus would be separated. However, when Mashiach comes, once again, the Malchus of David will be reunited under one Melech, because that will be the Zman of Mashiach when it is raw for it to be Biyachar.